Hi everyone, welcome to the seventh episode of the Evolver Mindset Podcast. Today I'm joined by Phil Noon and our guest today is a lady called Debbie. Now Debbie is a founder of Sean's Place, a men's mental health organisation based in the Sefton area of Merseyside. Debbie set up Sean's Place in memory of her brother Sean, who sadly took his own life in 2019. Debbie and the team of Sean's Place have done some amazing work and things for our community before and during COVID-19. Hi Debbie, okay? Hi, yeah, thank you for having us. <laughs> Hi, Phil, everything all right with you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Ah, oh, good. So I think we um, we were quite keen on getting um, asking Debbie to come on today to talk a little bit around Sean's Place and sort of let any of the listeners who don't know who Sean's Place is, um, you know, let them know what, what service is being offered by yourselves and the benefit that you've been able to bring to uh, the Merseyside area as a whole. Yeah, so we, um, as you know, we set up in January this year, um, following the loss of my brother, and it's a year ago this week actually, um, because Sean had a lot of therapy, counselling, medication, um, and I just felt like he was constantly living in this really dark period of his life. He was constantly having opportunities to reflect on the things that would affect him emotion emotionally. But he never really had any like release from that where he could just go and enjoy things in the community, where he could mix with other people, create friendships, um, work on his confidence and his self-esteem a little bit. So um, after speaking to Sean's community team for a couple of years and saying, you know, what is there in the community he could access, they also weren't aware of anywhere that he could access um, for his, you know, his mental health other than counselling and therapy. So when we lost Sean, it was the most awful time like of my life. And I thought, I'm either going to really be consumed by grief here and it could effectively ruin my life or we could try and do something positive from this and use Sean's story to sort of make a difference in the community and create the thing that I was looking for. And at the time, I didn't actually know what it was because I'd never seen anything like what I wanted to do but it was sort of like starting it from scratch and hoping it would work um so we thought we'd put on some sessions that I thought that Sean would benefit from so constantly having Sean in my mind to start to put the timetable together the things that may or may not work and we did a couple of pilot days we invited some guys from the community in and said to them you know come and try out some of the sessions and give us your feedback because no point us putting on all this lovely stuff if no one wants it so we did that throughout october november and december and then we opened in january and quite quickly we started seeing the numbers coming through um we started off with maybe three or four in a session um but then by the time March came around, we were pretty much at capacity for the space that we had and for the time that we were given. Um, we had like 25, 30 people coming regularly each week. And then we provided things like cookery sessions, mindfulness, hypnotherapy. We had you guys in doing our mental health workshops each week. Um, and everything was designed to get people engaging with each other having conversations talking openly about the mental health but also just you know having a bit of a break we open of an evening and um, we do some afternoon sessions but primarily of an evening because you know what it's like if you work nine to five and you've had a really stressful week the impact of that on your mental health is massive and most of the services close at five o'clock through yeah. the week so if you work where where are you going to go for your support it's just almost impossible to find anywhere unless you get signed off work with stress or you know you're lucky enough to work flexible hours 
Um, so we opened up an evening and we found that we had a lot of guys who, I'd say about, we actually um, worked out the figures the other day, but about 60% of the guys who come to us are all in employment and they come to us because of work-related stress. Um, so it's nice to be able to have, the, um, you know, to provide services to different backgrounds of people really. Um, so that's, yeah, that's the bulk of what we do. All the sessions are free at Sean's place as well. So, you know, we don't want mental health to ever be able to, you know, for people to access support based on how much things cost. So we provide our sessions for free and we fund it through doing our own fundraising, um, maybe backpacking. We've had guys walk to Wales and back. We've got someone else who did a half marathon for us. And we've got by on that really and an amazing team of volunteers up until now. Um, and we're now we're really at capacity since coronavirus has hit because we've had a lot more people referred to us um, a lot more people seeking help as well so they're able to get referred to us through the GP or through um, different different strands of referrals really so yeah that's um talked a lot there didn't I no, no, <laughs> that's no, basically what we do <laughs> it's a podcast over now <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> Well, that's great. I mean, we see firsthand the, the, the fantastic work that you do in the community. Um, and, you know, I was one of them numbers, um, Debbie, what you talk about, you know, during my, my darkest times with my mental health, um, I was in work and I had to try and function. And marrying up the stresses of work with the stresses of, of outside of work was a major contributor to my poor mental health. Um, I was lucky that I've got a fantastic family, which I've talked about many times. And, and People could people could spot the signs in me, um, I, you know, and I, I was went to a really dark place. But I, I had really good people around me that could help me and support me. Not everyone has that, um, um, has that, and, and you know, different circumstances are, are, are different for everyone, and, and it's just really, really difficult for everyone. Yeah, and, and we've got um, quite a few guys who come to us in a similar position to you, where they they will have a support network at home. But I think, especially being a like, you know, the male character in the house, like my husband has been in the same position where, you know, you, you could be the manager in your work. So you've got the stresses of managing staff, you know, getting targets met, making sure the jobs are on time, budgets and everything else. Then you come at home and you've got bills that might be late. You've got children that, you know, you've got to feed and water and get dressed and be there for as well. You've got a wife that you need to look after. And sometimes it's just too much if you don't have that break and you know my husband found a love of fishing very young so for him he'd go fishing and he'd try and go once a week if he if he was lucky enough to if i'd let him that was his output you know just sitting by a lake for a few hours was enough for him to you know get back into his the right space and just have that time to reflect on things and crack on the next day but some people just don't have the space to be able to do that which is why hopefully Sean's place we can provide that space for them you don't have to have a mental health diagnosis or you know even like have a mental health condition to come to us it, because this is how mental health starts to you know gradually deteriorate to start with the you know things that may not be small to them but it may seem small to us and if it's not sort of tackled early on before you know it, you're at crisis point and you're an A&A waiting to be assessed. And um, I just really hope that we can get there before that happens. I think yeah. as well, what you're saying there, it's, it's the, that's the, the bit around like sort of early, early intervention support that, you know, that we're providing, that Sean's Place providing and, and other services, um, is that there's never, if someone walks in the door, you'd never be able to say, you know, three months down the line, that saved that, that bit of support saved that person's life because you don't know what, 
road that person may or may not have gone mm-hmm. down. Uh, whereas physical health, you know, if someone's got a, a physical injury or a start of an infection and is treated early or there's some sort of support early, you can clearly say you, you stopped it from getting to that point. Um, but in terms of like the, the support that, that I've seen first and that Sean's place have only been there a couple of times um, to deliver the workshops that, you know, seeing the, the cooking class going on uh, there, it was just yeah. a, a great community presence. I was made, It was really nice to see. I think it's great leadership in the community as well. Um, oh, thank you. It is hard because like, I've never done anything like this before. Like I'm a school attendance officer like by day and <laughs> do this every night. So I've always about to blag my way through it. But um, we've got a really good team of volunteers, like there's 12 of them who they either deliver sessions for us, like the guitar lessons or the cookery. Um, or, you know, it might be something simple as welcoming people in and making them a cup of tea and both are just as equally important. And I think because I've got such a good team around me, it helps me to to lead better if you like so um i am very lucky i've not just sort of been given this opportunity uh, we've got some amazing people working with us thankfully yeah. i mean for, for me first and it was what me and andrew what, what we we set out to do it was to really make a difference that like to yourself in our local community and if i'm honest with you it was the very first time we went to sean's place i left and i went that's what it's all about that's oh. what that's what we what we and what they are about is working in collaboration, working with people. And I had this real warmth feeling with leaving it that we enjoyed it probably more than what, what the guys did. And we got more out of it than maybe what the guys did because it, it sort of helped us shape that our lane that we need to be. We need to be going into groups, into community groups where things are already established and we can, we can complement their service that they're doing. By, you know, with some education and stuff like that. But I think for me, it's sort of, it, was the, it was a key moment for me. And I know I said to, I said to Andrew, said, that's what it's all about. That's what we need to do. We need to do more of this for different groups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was fab having you guys in. Like, we didn't know what to expect because we're both fairly new in our journey, if you like, with um, the CICs we've got at the moment. And I went on your website and the breadth of what, like, you deliver. Like, you deliver so many um, different options to us we could sort of cherry pick what we wanted and everything you did just tied in so well with our values and you know our vision for sean's place as well um and i think it's you're dead right collaboration is definitely you know the way forward we've sort of approached a couple of groups to collaborate with and they're so worried about funding and you know <laughs> you know us taking their contacts and things like that or you know vice versa that um they're too scared to collaborate but i think you can only do so much on your own and for us it's just as a value having people like you come in to as you say complement what we do um so yeah it was really really lucky that we met you actually it's good you know you've got to look at what your everyone's aims are and our aims are very very similar to yours and our, our mission of what we're trying to do and that is putting the people that require the support first uh, and for me, that that's what it's all about. So mm-hmm. I've got no doubt people could probably come. And I think we've had that, Andrew, where people may come on our sessions and they can see them making notes and I can see they're going, they're going to rob that. They're going to rob that. Well, we don't down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. no. And you, you think, geez, and, and for us, we're really open. And I say, you know, I'm great. I'm, I, if someone feels as if something that we've developed could help other people and they want to take it and use it, so be it. If that outcome is then going to help people, that's what we're about. It, it's... Yeah, but you can see, I know I sort of get where you know what I mean with people are that then barriers come up when we're all about I know you are about helping as many people as we can yeah um, and, and you take it as a compliment if somebody yeah. tries to sort of emulate what you're doing you just think well at least we've sort of 
enable them to raise their bar a little bit so whoever is accessing their service is going to get a better experience for it so i, I take it as a big compliment to be honest if somebody yeah. tries to do that <laughs> yeah i think what's great as well when uh, when i've been up there and delivered some of the uh the sessions with phil you know and we say in our sessions as well that we learn from each session and we learn from each other on the sessions as well and it's just um i just want to say to, to people listening who um you may have a thought of what the support there would be like or the type of people that we're getting support it's just like every single person just like us just like us and we all learn from each other and people have all got different experiences in life and i remember the uh, low self-esteem session at sean's place and uh, a few of the guys are learned some great stuff from them or even just their perspective on i think it was depression at the time what what their um interpretation of depression meant to them that you know i learned something new again there and i think that as you said you don't need to have a mental health diagnosis you don't need to have a lot of issues in your life it's just a, a form of support that you know you you do, do all sorts of Sean's plays you know that you've got mindfulness groups there as well haven't you and it, as I said the, the cooking glasses at um, cooking classes and you've got the gym did you get the gym set up yeah we got we've done like a, um, a mini gym because of the venue that we've got we'd love it to be our own venue so we could say right we're having this here this there but we share the space with like other community groups and they might be young and stuff so we've got it um so let's be mindful of that but there was like a little cupboard <laughs> so we also said what are you doing with that cupboard and um they were like oh yeah not much so we said could we put some um basic gym equipment in there so we got donated like an exit these are from like members of the public got donated like two really good exercise bikes one which you could you we have a few guys who come we were in a wheelchair so they can use this bike in the wheelchair as well so it's really accessible we got some weights some weight benches um so when the guys come back to us when we reopen at the end of july um they're able to you know just to, if they don't want to take part in the cookery class or you know they don't want to sit and do an art lesson or whatever we've got on at the time they can go off and use the gym equipment. Um, obviously, they will have had an induction and so we've got a personal trainer who does inductions for us. Because some people won't go to a normal gym. I know that was something my brother was really you know, self-conscious about. He was offered a gym membership as part of his support and it was just so far the wrong intervention for him because his anxiety would have been through the roof walking into this new place with a bunch of strangers. You know, he, he would have had to take his coat off and things like that and they were all the things that he was quite vulnerable about but if he had somewhere like sean's place where he already knew the guys in there he already knew us it was in a safe space and he could go and use the equipment and get fit at the same time um it would have made the world's difference so we've got some equipment in there and we've got a personal trainer as well who can develop like plans that they can use at home and things like that if they want to um so we're quite pleased with that actually it's a new addition that we've got um and we've got fishing as well now that was my husband's idea um i've been doing sean's place since well i started doing it in september done everything on my own all the ideas everything dead proud to say yeah you know we've done it my husband came up with one idea which was the fishing group and the amount of comments on facebook saying that is the best idea ever i was like are you joking <laughs> like what ideas <laughs> So, um, but it, it is, it's a really good idea because we've had a lot of like people really interested in coming to it um, who haven't even done fishing before. They just like the idea of having a bit of time out. Um, so that's going to be on a Monday evening, the fishing group ran by my husband and um, two volunteers. And then um, they'll go to the fishing lake once a month then and they can bring the children with them or the partner or they can just have a picnic if they want to. Um, and so, yeah, that's like an, another lovely new addition for when we reopen as well. I think people find that quite a, I know where uh, the, the journeyman over the willow, the, 
you know, they uh, run a men's mental health organization as well. They've been doing a little bit of fishing and it has massive benefits to people. I think what you were saying before about your husband being able to reflect when he was fishing, just that little bit of time out from chaotic yeah. lifestyle or, you know, people who have a lot of responsibility and work and stuff like that. But just that little yeah, bit I think yeah, at first, when we first got together, I was like, God, fishing, like something my granddad would do. And I just didn't understand why you'd want to do it. But then obviously when we started having children and the stresses of, you know, bills and work and everything came along, I absolutely got it completely because I went with him a couple of times and I've never felt so relaxed in my whole life. It was um, it was such a really peaceful experience. So I'm really pleased, really pleased to say we've got that at Sean's place now. So, so what, um, so what benefit then as, um, have you been able to see, you know, obviously you've got the, the you've been able to see a first and, and stuff like that, but it's been, and I know there's, a few particular guys that I um, I was speaking to, and uh, you could just see that the benefits that they they got from Sean's place. Uh, so yeah, we've had some really lovely stories, um, really. And even though we've only been open a short amount of time, and half of that time we've been in lockdown, um, we've had some really good experiences where we've had somebody, for example, who was really struggling in his, in his relationship with his wife and that was because of his mental health because of his you know his history of how he became unwell and things like that and he wasn't he would reluctantly access support and we've just been able to enroll him um into some support with another local agency that he's accepted which is a big milestone and um, we've got him back into volunteering we've got a couple of guys who have accessed employment um whilst they're being with us and things like that but mostly it's you can't really put it into data it's a physical thing that you see it's the way they hold themselves when they come into the room it's going up when they come in it's going over to a group of guys and getting involved in the conversation when when they first walk through the door they had like the head down on the floor they were so nervous and it's little things like that really that uh, uh, the, that's for us is that's why we do it mm. um but to put that into data you know or a time to a, a table or anything like that you couldn't really um but in terms of like we do measure the impact that we have and we use um you know um the core 10 questions and stuff but that measures a certain amount of things but it doesn't measure you know how happy they are in the relationship at home how engaged they are with friendships at sean's place and things like that how work's going for them as a result of coming to sean's place so you'd only really find out them things through having the conversations either over the phone or face to face with them and when they do open up to you, yeah, your heart just bursts because it's just like, oh my God, this is amazing. The difference in you from like when we first met you to now. And I can't say that's all down to Sean's place, but it's, it, again, it's the compliment that Sean's place plays in their life with everything else. Um, So it could be that, you know, something's gone right in work, but because they've been able to come to Sean's place and share that with a few people, it's give them like an extra boost or something. Um, So yeah, it's just things like that, really. I think it's it's that opportunity, isn't it? It's that opportunity for people. I mean, I, I'm the reason why I'm so passionate about community spirit, the community work, um, is that I was I was given an opportunity, and then luckily, you know, I took it uh, many years ago in Halewood uh, through a local youth centre called Hilton Grace. I don't know if you're aware of it, but I took that opportunity, and my life has been shaped because of that opportunity. So it, it's I think it's just great, and um, you know that people are, have got that opportunity. You know, as you said, you know, a successful week or whatever it is i've got the opportunity i'm gonna go fishing this weekend or i'm gonna to go to that cooking class you know i've been putting putting cooking meals off or anything like that so i think um a lot of credit goes to yourself and and the team of volunteers yeah, and yeah, the guys, the guys themselves yeah i think 
as I said before, I, f- I felt like that was missing in Sean's life. That just that it's it's almost like you know, if you've got a bridge and you've got like 10 steps, but two of them are missing in the middle. And I just feel like Sean's place is home. It's a really bad analogy. I was trying to think of something on the spot. But I just feel like maybe we are that missing steps to get them over the bridge. Um, and, you know, if, if all we do is put a smile on somebody's face once a week, well, then it's well worth doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Absolutely. brilliant. I think the uh, you know we're we're so so grateful as well as you know the amount of people that, that when we deliver our sessions that you can see that they're looking for something like like of the Sean's place and that we're going back to that collaboration where we can be saying listen you know there's this place here and obviously COVID come along is when we're both sort of starting up uh, but what I'm yeah. really keen on keen on is Jordan the session saying to someone you know. Uh, you could see this with the self-esteem or whatever it is, or getting that little chat and then and then signposting them into places like to yourself to say, you know, there's yeah. places out there for, for people to go to. It's been hard during COVID because obviously it's for us, it's give us opportunity to go away and have loads of training and think more creatively about what we're doing. Because if we do, for example, have a second space we need to have a contingency plan. So we've been taking some of our sessions online. We've been doing, you know, we've got a WhatsApp group and we've got all the guys in a WhatsApp group and stuff for some peer support. And they're all, you know, great things to have, especially with such short notice, but it's not the same as getting them out of the house and getting them into a space where they can fully relax. Um, Because, you know, yourself, if you're working from home, in the corner of your eye, you can see the pile of washing building up or you've got children downstairs who were starving you know you've got Fun, to go and feed them <laughs> funny enough funny enough Debbie I don't see that you know in my house <laughs> <laughs> well I maybe do <laughs> maybe that's why I get whacked over the head so many times but it, <laughs> it does add to like the stress of um you know, if you're having a particularly stressful time anyway, and then you've got a meeting. Like, I've got, I don't know whether you can see it, I've actually got a twerking alarm next to my laptop because it's the only place I can work at the moment. And I think it could be the same for the guys if we're inviting them to an online mindfulness session. Are they fully relaxed if they're at home? Where, you know, that could be, you could be surrounded by work in front of them on the table and just pushed it to one side to do the class and stuff. Or would they be more fully relaxed coming out of that environment and coming to somewhere like Sean's place? So I think it's just being creative about what we do. And I'm really, really looking forward to getting our face-to-face sessions back up and running the end of July because I think that's when we'll flourish that and we'll really start seeing um, people's moods and um, just lifestyles improve again, really. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, the way services and and local community groups have have adapted the service provision for for people uh, during this time has been, I know we were talking about it last night on the MetLife but, um, you know, it's been brilliant to see um, a lot of support and people coming together to support each other uh, but uh, getting back face to face is is what's going to be a big difference after this I think a lot of people take it for granted all you know um, and COVID-19 has really proved to me and I'm sure it's proved to others that you know we take a lot of things for granted and that interaction with people whether it be in work or walking to the shops no matter no matter what interaction it is it plays a big part in your day you know if you're stuck in for weeks on end it really does have an impact on you and I don't think a lot of people understood that. Um, so I think it might give people an insight as well into people who who are experiencing them, you know, a lot of isolation or feelings that of anxiety where they don't want to go out of the home. I think it's give people a bit of an insight into that as well. Um, which I'm not saying it's a good thing, but you know, it'll help in our community being more uh, compassionate and 
show more empathy yeah, towards absolutely people. and i think we're going to see a, a new way for people coming through who may be struggling with stress and anxiety that never have before or never thought they'd be one of them people if you like mm-hmm. and then suddenly they find themselves isolated and stressed and concerned about because i think the future is so uncertain at the moment i don't think i've ever lived you know in a time where you can't plan a year ahead you can't even plan six weeks ahead at the moment because you don't know how things are going to go and for some people they need that organization and that plan to, to not have that can be a really stressful time really especially for organizations who are reliant on funding and you can't apply for you know three years worth of funding you can only apply for six months well you don't know if you've got a service in six months time so um i think for a lot of people it's a really worrying time but you did right what you said about um voluntary groups seven up um i think i spoke to someone yesterday and they said all oh, voluntary organizations are the icing on the cake and i was like you joking they are the cake like <laughs> without voluntary organizations you know i think a lot of people would have been really really stuck over the last um couple of months yeah yeah definitely i see like every time I, I go on twitter or social media it's 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 full of it isn't it people supporting each other i think it's it's great compared to you know, before COVID, maybe, you know, we didn't see that as much, but people have really come together. You know, you go on Twitter and see someone's in need of um, a bed, for example, and people rallying together to, to make sure that yeah. that support's there for that person. But I think um, another thing we want, wanted to ask you about, Debbie, is what, what barriers do you still think there is for men? Obviously, we, we talk a lot around stigma and how things have improved and how, you know, how far we can still go removing that stigma. But what barriers do you think are still there for for men and what what advice would you give them if anyone was sat there thinking i need a bit of support but i don't really want to take that step yeah um this there's always been this you know stigma if you like that men don't talk and from my experience of insurance place it's just not the case like the men insurance place as you know for your sessions given the right platform they will talk and i think it's not a case of men don't talk it's men don't have the platform to talk like in sefton which is why we opened in sefton there's so many amazing groups for women who do fantastic things but the services for men are so limited and restricted Um, the services for both where you can go and you know you can access if you mail or female but then there's certain situations where that may not be possible um i think male domestic abuse we've seen a couple of guys come through who have been victims of domestic abuse and the services for men who have been through that are so they're just so restricted there's not much there at all for them so i think the barrier itself is not having enough services for males Uh, so if there was anybody who was thinking about coming to somewhere like sean's place we'd just say just give it a go like you don't know if you're going to enjoy it, if you'll get any benefit of it until you try it. And um, what we found is that a lot of the guys we speak to on the phone, we might get a referral through and then we give make a phone call after that to them. Is that they feel almost embarrassed, like they shouldn't be feeling like that. They're the man of the house, you know, they don't want to offload to the partner and be seen as, you know, not being as strong as maybe they should be. Um, but that's not the case. Like we see that it's been a strength if somebody is willing to take that, sh- that step and say, do you know what? I need to to go and have a bit of time out or get some support for this. That's a strength because not many people can actually physically do that. Um, so all I'd say is just take the step, you know, give it a go, be open-minded about it. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. We've got a catalogue of places that we can signpost to that may be for you. Um, we're not going to say, oh, well, you know, door closed. We've got so many places that are similar or different to what we do that we can say, well, you know what, Sean's place might not be right for you, but have you thought of doing this before? Um, 
and then hopefully you know there's some, somewhere you'll find the right support for yourself but i'd just say take that step if you've been thinking about it just do it give it a go there's no stigma attached to it there's no rule book attached to it there's no ideal person that's suitable for sean's place we've got people from every single different background you can think of who come to sean's place and they all come from completely different reasons and you wouldn't know in the room who was there for what reason it's all confidential it's it's like having someone said the other day it's like coming to somewhere where it's like a sit off with your mates you literally you come you'd have a cup of tea my daughter done a poem actually in school and um, she was talking about Sean's place and she's only seven. And she made up this story about this guy who comes to Sean's place. And he met this lovely lady and we all sat around and had cookies. I was like, is that what you think we do with Sean's place? We just sit around having biscuits. She was like, yeah, so we're not far off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, there's no pressure at all. It's just a really nice, relaxed environment. So Debbie, uh, just to finish you up, um, where can people, and if people are listening in and want uh, support from themselves or for support for someone they know, where can people find? Um, um, we've got a website, www.shawnsplace.org.uk. Um, on there is the timetable, our opening times. There's a section that tells you about the whole team that are there as well, so you can get to know us a bit more and see our faces before you come to us. And there's a referral form on the contact page, so you can either complete that yourself or ask somebody to do it for you. Um, or you can send us an email, there's the option just to send us a message, and then once you've done that, we'll give you a call a day or two later, and we'll have a chat and find out more about you then as well. Um, or you can email us as well at info at uk, and then obviously we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Ah, bro, bro. I'd just like to anyone who is listening in and just reinforcing what Debbie said. You know, if you're struggling and you feel as if you're on your own and and there's no there's no way for you to go or you you know you're really struggling with what options you've got, just take that step. Pick up the phone, email them, contact them, and get there. Where we 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 couldn't strongly advise them any more than what we do. Uh, the quality of feedback that we get from people and they get. Uh, is really brilliant so please take that step and, and uh, I use the word brave a lot and courage and stuff times as an ego of, of a man you know we have to let that ego aside for, for one second show a bit of vulnerability and so you're willing to accept help from people and Sean's place are there to help people so please take them up on it. Oh, thanks well um, as well and, and to you as well Debbie uh, you know we really appreciate you coming on and um, I definitely see that you're, you're doing your your brother Sean, very proud of the work that you're doing and the team they're doing. And um, we can't wait to get back in the Sean's place, oh. start doing some workshops uh, and see some of the guys as well and see the, the work that you're able to continue doing. Yeah, thank you so much, honestly, both of you. It's been an absolute pleasure, like getting to know you. So thank you for letting me do this as well. I know it is. Thanks, Debbie. Thanks, Thanks. Debbie. Take care. Thanks, everyone.